Welcome to the Dave Frost Experience coming to you live on Ustream.tv, the Dave Frost Experience channel. Uh, great to have you back, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Uh, for those who tuned in last week, it was our first live podcast. We're used to doing things uh, kind of uh, late in the game, you know, uh, recording and, and editing and stuff, but we just went for last week, did live. So... You know, it's a success. We got a lot of downloads um, from that podcast, so we're going to go ahead and do it again. Uh, we are live on Ustream.tv for anyone uh, out there who wants to join us. And uh, we're just going to get it going here. Uh, good to have back K-Tone from K-Tone TV. I'm sorry, I got the boo on there for you. That was, a, that was a production error. That won't happen again. K-Tone TV, how you doing? Oh, you know, pretty good. You know, K-Tone TV is blowing up ever since being on the Dave Frost experience. Thanks for all the shout-outs and all the plugs. Keep on going to K-Tone TV at YouTube.com, and I'll keep on putting up those videos for y'all to enjoy. Fantastic. Well, last week we were joined by Kirk in the Box. Uh, sadly, he will not be here this week. He's doing a little uh, behind-the-scenes work. He's doing a little getting paid under the table, if you know what yeah. I mean. Doing yeah, I think, the, I think the real thing is, I think he saw that Jack in the Box has some new grilled sandwiches, and I think he's having a little late lunch today, bud. <laughs> Could well be. He'll probably uh, eat himself into a coma. But anyway, let's get it going here. Uh, this is a, a talk show where we express our opinions, so we're, we're going to cover the world of sports, sports entertainment, and uh, some other things that you might be interested in. Of course, you can always join us in the chat stream. Um, that's going right now. If you have any questions, comments, we will get you in and we'll read them. So let's uh, kick it off here. Starting in the world of sports, we got to start with the number one story of the week. Uh, whenever a championship is won, that has to lead the news. Uh, the Stanley Cup playoffs concluded with the Chicago Blackhawks winning it all and uh, and taking it home for the the title starved city of Chicago. Uh, I know it's a big win, and of course, here is your uh, Chicago apologist, Chicago Homer K Tone, to comment on that. <laughs> well, you know, like I said, if you listened to the show last week, I said. Blackhawks in six, and I also tell everyone to watch out for Big Buff and watch out for Kane. Game five, game six, Kane dominated, had the game-winning goal, and overtime, game six, Madison Avenue was going crazy. They're having the parade as we speak right now in Chicago, but I'm actually watching the Cubs-White Sox game right now on WGN, where the White Sox have just taken a 4-2 to two lead. This is uh, great for baseball right now, because uh, we got both Chicago teams in Chicago, obviously. Breaking news. Breaking news? Yeah, that was breaking news. You gotta give oh. an update on the air. You gotta go with the breaking news. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's always breaking news when you're on the Dave Frost experience. Fantastic. Well, you know, it was a great it was a great series. Uh, I watched most of it, you know, due to due to some work constraints, I had to do some DVR in there, so uh, I had to see it in uh, you know, delayed time, but it was just as exciting. Uh, good for the city of Chicago. Like I said, it's been a, a 
title-starved city over the last uh, couple decades. So uh, good for them. They got some to ride, and uh, hopefully, you know, the uh, the other sports will follow suit. I don't know about maybe the Cubs, but maybe the White Sox uh, and the and the and the Bears getting back into it. So. Good for them. All right, uh, let's get on to the more recent news that's going on right now. Uh, it started out uh, early this morning here on the West Coast uh, with a 6.30 a.m. start time, the World Cup, the biggest event in the world. Uh, Mexico uh, <laughs> went to a thrilling 1-1 tie uh, in their game. Uh, you know, the World Cup is, is interesting to me. I'll just say a little bit on it right now. It, it, it has a very international feel. Uh, it definitely caters to a certain crowd here in the U.S. It, 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 at the places I go, I work, I, I live and, and dwell and mingle in, it seems like the crowd's, you know, 50-50 when it comes to World Cup, which is, which is better than a couple years ago when it was probably 2080 you know for the World Cup um, it, it's just interesting to me it, the sport you know we talked about last week a little bit you know you get into it when you're younger and it kind of dies off but I think in the last couple years with the infusion of the MLS here in the US and everybody kind of getting back onto the world scene you know the Olympics and all that it's kind of riding a wave here and I think ESPN is going to see Oh, you know, speaking of ESPN, ESPN is obviously sponsoring it, putting on most of the games, so that helps. You know, ESPN is the, the dominating force here, the four-letter network, the dominating force here in the U.S., so that helps. So, I don't know. It was, it was an interesting, I watched a little bit of it, got up a little early this morning to see the end of it, and I guess Mexico quote-unquote rallied to have a 1-1 tie, which I... Not gonna lie, a little foggy on what all that means. I don't know how all these uh, these standings work, but I don't know. Uh, uh, what are your thoughts on that, Kato? You know, you wait for it, you wait for it, and the World Cup is here, and the first game ends in a one-one tie. One-one tie. That's yeah. the way. You yeah. know, that's how you keep everybody involved. You know, you wake up early in the morning, you're expecting a good game, and it ends in a one-one tie. I never did understand ties. I mean, I want to see a winner. So does everybody else. I, it just doesn't make sense, especially in the World Cup. Yeah, exactly. I, I uh, it's so it's so hard for me to talk about soccer because it's such a frustrating sport. You want to see the sport do well. You want to see scoring. It's just like in hockey a couple of years ago where they changed the whole blue line blue line rule, saying we're getting more you know goals, a lot less uh, stoppage of action, which is what really helped benefit the NHL. I think. Is there something they can do with soccer? I mean. Obviously, the hardcore fans, which are the world fans, don't care much because they're going to keep going out, drinking their booze, getting in fights, killing each other out there, packing the 90,000-plus arenas that we don't even see here in the U.S. Um, and, you know, I, I guess for them it's okay, but how are they going to reach people like me? How are they going to reach people like the average football, baseball, basketball fan and bring them over to get them involved? I mean, doesn't it have to be higher scoring? You're right. Doesn't it have to not end in ties, especially in the World Cup? I mean, what is this? It doesn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, you know, the, the, the scoring is one thing. You know, people say that there's not enough scoring. you got to keep people, you know, interested. I think here in the United States, you know, we're, we're not that big of, you know, World Cup supporters. We don't really follow it like other countries like England, Argentina, Brazil, um, Spain, you know, Portugal. I mean, so you got to look at it like this. All America can do is build stars, and uh, they've done that with the, the MLS soccer, you know, trying to build up MLS and trying to build up names so that when the World Cup does come around, you kind of know a couple guys that are actually playing out there, whereas before you didn't know who was on the team. Exactly. 
All right. Well, we I think we've covered that pretty well. Moving on from soccer, we're gonna go on to one of the biggest, one of the other biggest stories of the week that didn't have anything to do with any games played. Well, I guess this year it had games had to do with games played in 2004. We're gonna talk about USC and how they basically got reamed, raped, pillaged, and uh, absolutely knocked to the ground by the NCAA commission this week. Uh, for those who don't know. USC is facing a two-year postseason ban, which means no matter if they go undefeated or not, they won't be participating in any bowl games for the next two years. They, over the next three years, are getting 30 scholarships revoked, so good luck there, Lane Kiffin, trying to uh, recruit the top guys. And, you know, maybe more. It might come down to the BCS revoking that 2004 national championship and the Heisman... Uh, the Heisman Committee revoking Reggie Bush's uh, 2004 Heisman. So a lot of bad stuff for USC riding on the tails of their basketball program. Um, you know, this is just a black eye, I think, for Pac-10 football. Coming off a week where we were going, to, or I shouldn't say we, but where the, uh, the Pac-10 was going to add six, and they still might, add six teams from the Big 12, make it a power conference, get, the play, get, a, get a real playoff game. Um, this is kind of a black eye for West Coast football, especially in a city that doesn't have an NFL team. Um, that their fans kind of latched on to this this team over the. I'm sorry, not the fans, but the, the city of LA kind of latched on to this team. You know, after after the NFL vacated the city, it took a couple of years for them to get going. Pete Carroll took them back to greatness. And then we have this, and now we're just back to square one. Uh, you know, news this morning. I was reading Lane Kiffin might be you know get the same kind of things uh, a lot of allegations going for him for his year at Tennessee so I mean where we stand here what's what's going to happen in this whole scheme of things Kato well you know I think uh, USC is the one that they targeted you know uh, I think a lot of schools actually do this I think uh, the punishment that they gave USC is a little extreme especially for players who uh, you know weren't involved in the situation who are now being penalized Whereas before, a couple of years ago, when they were recruits and they were brought into this, you know, uh, school to play for one of the greatest college teams there are, and now they're they're getting denied the chance for playing a national championship, national championship, or even a bowl game. But uh, like uh, Barkley said, quarterback for USC says, "I came to USC to get a scholarship from one of the greatest colleges in the world," you know, yeah. so. You, you may not make it as a you know national champion or might not get to the Rose Bowl, but you know if you if you academically if, if you're going there to get your degree, you're still going to be fine. I think that they're gonna they're probably gonna you know I think two years is a little long. I could maybe see one year. I'm um, yeah. thinking Lane, Lane Kiflin was probably hoping he would have stayed in Tennessee maybe another year or two. <laughs> um, yeah. Other than that, I mean it's it's a shame. It's going to cost them a lot of money. It's going to cost the NCAA a lot of money without having USC as one of the front runners. They have a huge, huge fan following, and I think it's going to hurt uh, college football. College football is already hurting. You know, a lot of people already want to play off. They which, want you which know, is something why other than bowl games. Yeah, which is why this doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I think uh, I know the NCAA, like you said, wants to come down hard. You know, like one year probably would have been fine. You know, obviously take away their scholarships. You know, they had to vacate all their wins from the 2004 championship. That's as enough as it is right there. But to say that you're going to keep one of the top five programs in the country not just here on the west coast but in the country as far as ratings goes people watch usc so money goes and comes from that program i don't understand how you can basically handicap 
your league by saying we're not going to let the the top you know ratings well one of the top ratings getters in our league into the playoffs or i guess they're, i shouldn't say playoffs <laughs> into the bowl championship series when time and time again like i said they bring the ratings and now they're fans now everybody who's interested in usc or was mildly interested in usc is going to tune out nobody's going to watch those games so we're going to get games like Boise State versus Hawaii, you know what I mean? Or, you know, if what if another conference has a bad year? You're not going to see an Oklahoma and Texas in there. Um, so, And now you're not going to have a USC. I, I, I just, this this really doesn't make any sense to me. But, you know, it's the I think, uh, and, uh, you know, I don't mean to cut you off, but I think no, Pete okay. Carroll, I think he had an insight on this whole deal. That's why he was so oh, quick to take that job at Seattle. Yeah. Yeah, there's no doubt now, <laughs> especially after his no comment uh, when all this he, came out. He's not so, dumb. Yeah. He's, you know, it's like, uh, get off the sinking ship before it sinks, you know? Exactly. But they weren't doing that well either. I mean, I mean, they always do a great job recruiting. They had a young team. So, um, you know, I don't know. I, 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 for the UFC, USC fans, I mean, what are you really going to do this uh, upcoming college football season? I mean, you have nothing to really – it's like you're playing for nothing, you know? Yeah. You watch the NFL. Yeah, that's what you do. That's what I do. Absolutely. All right. Well, that's a pretty good, pretty good analysis on that situation. Let's move on to the NBA. Uh, Celtics Lakers going on right now, and you know the the viewers can't see or obviously uh, what I what I emailed you, but you know when, when preparing for the show, <laughs> I had to put down NBA Finals Lakers Celtics ref control refs controlling the series question mark, and that's really been the discussion this whole week. Uh, every every sports related show you tune into, it's been, you know, Lakers, Celtics, uh, slash refs. That's just been the topics and how they're calling the games different on each game. One game they're letting them play every everything. You know, they're they're being loose. One game they're playing it super tight and making the superstars of the game foul out, not play. And then another game they're just doing both in the same game. I don't have a problem with either way of calling it. Either you call it loose, let the players play, or you call it tight. And if a foul's this way on the one side of the court, it's going to be this way on the other side. If it's this way in one game, it's going to be in this this way in the other game. I just it, it it upsets me. It pisses me off. Watching these playoffs as a Lakers fan, you know I understand losses. I understand teams getting cold. I understand you know Bynum's knee uh, blowing out and him can't even moving on the floor. I understand Odom not showing up because he's done that for the last six seven years of his career. Comes in one game, doesn't show up another. Um, I understand all that things. I just don't understand this. And I don't understand how the NBA can, can just sit back and not even say anything about it. when when you have Phil Jackson who's notorious for ribbon rest, and then you have Doc Rivers who comes in one game and says the says, you know, hey, maybe Phil's got something to this. Maybe he has a point. Uh, what do you what do you make of all this, Kato? Well, I think the NBA for years uh, is having a problem. You know, they had the ref scandal years ago, and uh, I think <laughs> I think the NBA is the most corrupt organization of all major <laughs> sports organizations. You know, uh, uh, if you look at the old series, you know, 60s, 70s, 80s. I mean, they players went out there and they battled. Like, I remember when my Bulls were in the playoffs against the Pistons, uh, the Bad Boys. Man, they were beating each other up. There was no fouls called. There was 120 points scored a game. Uh, there's too much stoppage. There's too much going on. They're not letting them play. They're controlling the series. They want it to go seven games so they can make as much money as possible. Uh, you know, it's all about money. It's the cash cow, you know, that the NBA is. And it's unfortunate. But, uh, you know, 
it, it, it's really hard to watch because it's like the same people every year in the same situation, and you know, every game it's refs this, refs that, refs this, refs that. Mm-hmm. That's all you know, no, one, no one really talks about you know the players out there and what how well they're doing. All you talk about is how bad the refs are doing. And it and it's sad because they are they're being amazing out there. I mean, Kobe Bryant in game one was amazing. He fell apart uh, in game two, like I said, because of foul trouble. Uh, game three and four, it's kind of been a back and forth brawl, and it's and it's been entertaining to watch, but it's frustrating. Especially last night. I, I, I don't know if you watched the game, but there was, there was a play near the end of the game. I think it was about at the three, four-minute mark in the fourth quarter uh, left to go. And <laughs> I don't know. The, lefts, the refs just let everything go in this one transition. I think it was, a, it was a fast break transition for the Celtics. The Lakers tried to steal it midcourt. All of a sudden, you see in midcourt, Shannon, I think it was Shannon Brown or Jordan Farmer, one of the, one of the lesser point guards, got flipped completely on his side in midair and, and splat to the floor. And, and, you know, of course, they didn't show any replays, which I don't get about this, by the way. ABC is funny about that. They don't show any of the replays about the fouls unless, I don't know, it's like they give and take on that. But I, I the people I was watching with was completely blew up, you know, and I had to just smile and go, this is, this is what the NBA finals have come to. You got guys getting pushed out of fountain. Paul Gasol gets pissed off, and he starts just shoving people for no reason because the refs aren't calling anything. Is this what we're going to come to? Is this the black and blue series uh, in 2010? Is this the, you know, the bad boy Pistons series of the early 90s? Yeah, I don't, I don't no, know. That's what it's coming to. They are nowhere near as physical as they used to be. I think uh, both teams are soft. No one plays as hard as they used to in the you know those uh, mid to late 80s, early 90s. Um, it's hard to watch for me. One, I hate the Lakers. I hate the Celtics. So I really don't care. You know, I yeah. like watching both teams beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> so until next year, when my Bulls, you know, get in the market of free agency and hopefully we get a LeBron James, you know, I'm, I really don't care who wins the series. It, it just does not intrigue me. Uh, just watching all the crybabies and what's going on. No it, interest. It's just yeah. annoying. It's it's the most annoying NBA Finals I think I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> well, that's an honest opinion, at least. You know, you're gonna get that. Um, I guess we don't have to talk about Bynum's knee. I don't think he's coming back for the series. Who's Bynum? <laughs> what a joke. That's yeah. That's it's 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 sad. I mean, you can say it one thing. At least he's out there trying. But when he when he comes back and he can't move and he can't jump, I mean, you just need to say you need to shut yourself down. Pride and everything. I know you missed the finals two years ago, but I mean, at some point you just got to say you're hurting your team instead of helping them. Too injury prone, too early. Young guy had a lot of upside, a lot of potential, and uh, he's pretty much you know injuries have kept him from doing all the great things that they said he would do. Uh, They had a deal for him a couple years ago where they could have traded him, and they should have. You know, because now he's not, you know, if it comes down to them not resigning him, you know, they could have got something for him. I don't think anyone wants buying him. I think he's too injury prone. And I think, uh, you know, like I said before, you know, he had a lot of upside before, but I think he has a lot of downfall right now. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens. There, there might be a package deal going on in the offseason. There's been a lot of rumblings about that. Maybe he gets traded to Toronto when they sign and trade uh, Chris Bosh. But, I mean, that's just a rumor. We're not there right now. That's, that's you know, at least a month away. Mm-hmm. So, uh, that, that, I think that's all we need to talk about the NBA Finals. We keep talking. I'm just going to get pissed off and, and, I don't know, start, start throwing expletives everywhere. So, let's move on to the, some more encouraging news, uh, exciting news. Uh, the Major League Baseball news. Uh, Steven Strasburg debuts in what was probably the most hyped game 
since, I don't know, what, Darren Dreifer for the Dodgers? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Back in the day. No, but Steven Strasburg comes out, amazes everybody, gets not only seven Ks in a row to, uh, to end his day, but I think, what was it, 14 total. And he just looked amazing. He gave up the one home run. But what's impressive is after that home run, he didn't have the body language of, you know, oh, oh, woe is me. I gave up a home run that you see most pitchers do, the pissed off look, watching it sail over the bleachers. Uh, he came right back and proceeded to win a game, getting 14 strikeouts. And his next, uh, date, his next star in Cleveland has already sold out. It's, uh, it's just amazing, this kid. What do you think? Well, I think uh, Strasburg's the real deal. I've been following Strasburg for last couple of years now when they did story on him in Sports Illustrated. Uh, I watched that game on MLB Network. The hype was there. It's great for uh, the Nationals, a team that really hasn't really done anything, a team that's been building and trying to uh, establish a big fan base. Uh, it's great for the game of baseball. It's great for young kids out there to see a kid that comes out and throws heat. He can throw 100 miles an hour from the first yeah. inning all the way into the seventh inning. Um I think they're being very cautious with him, too. I mean, they're, they're, they got him on a pitch count, I think, of like uh, 90 to 100 pitches. Uh, they don't. They only got him on 150 innings uh, for the whole year, and that's including his double-A and triple-A experience. And I think uh, Strasburg is going to be uh, the next great pitcher in baseball, you know, even better than a uh, Nolan Ryan and even better than a Roger Clemens uh, if he stays healthy. Nice. I just have to interject here. Somebody in the chat room, do you know this Fabby82, Kato? Let me check it out. <laughs> They're saying, let's hear a shout out for I'm out. You only have two viewers. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. Nice. Hold on. Adam. <laughs> Fabby. Where are we at? Fabby82. <laughs> where am I supposed to look at? <laughs> it's, me, it's me, Adam. Oh, it's in the chat uh, chat update in the in the Ustream room there. Sure, well, here, 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 Fabby82. I'm giving you the shout out. So there. <laughs> Fabby82. Yeah. Hey. Fabby82, why don't you say something that uh, give us your take on uh, Strasburg? <laughs> he says thanks. <laughs> you know an Adam? Who's an Adam? Oh, Adam? Adam. I know a couple Adams. Is this Adam <laughs> Fabrice? Is that who that is? <laughs> I have no idea. Well, at least we got somebody going in the chat room. We'll, we'll check in on him and see what he's ranting about. All right, uh, yeah, Steven Strasburg, the real deal. Uh, not only that, but they picked up Nick Harper this week, or sorry, Bryce Harper this week. Yeah, with their number one pick. So I think I think Washington has a good future ah. coming up. There it is. Okay, yeah, it is. Uh, it is Adam Fabrice who's in there, and uh, he wants me to go ahead and give a shout out to Matt Williams, who is actually a uh, great friend of mine. He grew up. He was a third baseman. Played four years at Baylor University. Was drafted by the St. Louis Cardinals. Played in their minor league uh, system there, and uh, got hurt. And does what everyone else does when they get hurt. They. Uh, Get a real job, get a wife, have a couple kids, have a wonderful life. So uh, Matt Williams out there, you know, uh, who had a lot of potential to make it in Major League Baseball, but you know what? I'm kind of glad he didn't because uh, he's a stand-up guy, you know? Nice shout-out there. Very nice. That's, what <laughs> that's we a shout-out. Now that's a shout-out, right, Adam? <laughs> we give the SOs here. We give the shout-outs. Right, yeah. All right, uh, getting back on top of here. So, so Bryce Harper got picked up by the Washington Nationals. Um, I think they're still dead last in the standings last time I checked, but I think the future is pretty bright. So that's nice. It's always nice to see a team, you know, start from the ground up and, you know, build within. Uh, kind of like what the 
the Devil Rays did, or excuse me, the Rays did. I'll probably get charged 25 cents for saying Devil Rays. Uh, what the Rays did a couple years ago, where they just built from the ground up, uh, built through their their organization, through their farm system. And look at them now; they're, in my opinion, the best team in in, the, in baseball. You know, I know they're not in number. I don't think they're in first. But they're the best team in baseball, in my opinion, because of how young they are and the talent they have on that team. So I think Washington has the potential to do that. Um, the sad thing about Tampa Bay is that the fans don't support them. I know that the, when, they, when they're done building that stadium, the new stadium out there, uh, the fans will be more into it. But for as good as Tampa Bay is playing and for the lack of fan support, it's just a disgrace. Yeah. Uh, is there a timetable on that? I haven't heard about that, that new stadium. Is that in the wash? What is that? You know, I have no idea when they actually are. No, no, they're building it. They're building it right on the water. I've seen the uh, uh, the actual schematic of it. That, I saw I saw a rendition what, like last year. Was it, is it going with that open concept stadium right there on the water? Is that the one? Yeah, going exactly. With? Oh, okay. Well, that's kind of nice looking. That that should generate some fans. Um, but yeah, you're right. It, it, Tropicana Field, <laughs> that whole aspect. It kind of reminds me of you know the old kingdom. It just ugh, I, I don't know. The only thing good about Tropicana is the orange juice. With lots Absolutely. of pulp. Lots of pulp. <laughs> gotta have the extra pulp. <laughs> gotta, get, gotta get that vitamin C. Nice and thick. Yeah. We've transitioned. I like my, I like my orange juice like I like my women. <laughs> thick? Nice and thick. <laughs> nice and thick with pulp? Lots of, lots of pulp. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that means. What we transitioned to here. Pulp talk. <laughs> Dave Frost experience. Pulp talk. <laughs> All right. Uh, and lastly, of course, in sports talk, we have to hit on the NFL, but of course, we're not going to hit on the NFL because what happened this week besides uh, Ben Roethlisberger saying he was he's sorry and uh, he should have never did what he did? I, I don't understand. There's nothing going on in the NFL. It's absolutely dead right now. Uh, they have nothing to talk about. Do you have anything to talk about with them, Tone? Who? Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers? No, just anything in the NFL related. I don't. I don't. Uh, NFL related. Uh, Bears look good. Minicap. Uh, <laughs> Minicap. Jay Cutler's been tearing up Mike Mart's system. Uh, I saw Brian Urlacher on Jim Rome was burning yesterday. And uh, things are looking good for my team, buddy. Yep, yep. Well, that's a nice Bears. update. Thank you, for the, thank you for the Homer update. That Homer update I mean, brought to you by... Fi no, it's good. <laughs> by K-Tone TV. There's your breaking news. Update, K-Tone TV. All right, uh, enough of that silliness. Let's get into the meat of the show here. That's why I put it right in the middle, because this is what we all like to talk about. This is what we're passionate about. Uh, enough of this, you know, uh, sports talk. Let's get into sports entertainment talk, because we all want to be entertained by sports. And what better way to do that with WWE? Uh, so let's talk about this week's progressing storylines. I think we had one of the best Monday nights ever, I think, in a long time with that, that finish on Monday night. It was, it was pretty slow starting. You know, it's kind of one of those three-hour shows that kind of drug. They didn't, really, they didn't really take the first hour seriously. It was a lot of uh, campy uh, skits and all that, and, and the divas being themselves, of course. Uh, but at the end, I don't think anybody saw that coming. I think what we have here is a great storyline, uh, so we'll get into that. Uh, also, the, the Kane and Undertaker uh, storyline going on, on on SmackDown, that's uh, that's kind of intriguing. Uh, we'll talk about that, and I'll, I'll give you my take on where I think that's going. But I think Kane cut one of his best promos in a long, long time. Um, and then we'll, we'll talk about the Fatal 4-Way matches and the main players involved in those. So... Uh, Let's begin with with the Kane Undertaker storyline. For those who don't know, uh, Kane is going to be injured. Uh, no, I'm sorry, not Kane, but Undertaker is going to be injured for uh, for a while now. 
He's so they they had to storyline write him out, and the way they're doing it is uh, they're saying Kane found Undertake Undertaker in a vegetative state. Um, so they're kind of playing it up that he's never coming back. And uh, if you miss it, I don't know, YouTube it or go to WWE.com and, and, and watch Undertaker's promo because it, it's pretty it's pretty impactful, pretty powerful. I mean, Kane's promo, Kane's promo. I'm sorry, yeah, I, I keep getting the two confused. Uh, Kane's promo, pretty, pretty powerful. What do you think about that? I think uh, those acting lessons he took for See No Evil came out and debuted on Friday Night SmackDown. <laughs> Three years uh, later. No, I was intrigued by it. You know, any time they do the, the entrances like that with the – you know, what they call the droids or whatever they are, and uh, yeah, they come the down, and the lighting, and the chant music, and, you know, uh, man, the, the, just nobody produces a show like WWE, man. They can yeah. really get you into the moment and really make you pay attention. Like, that's something that, you know, I DVR the show, and I usually fast-forward a lot of things, but I watch that from beginning to end, you know, because I was entertained the whole time. I wanted to see where they were going with it. It was, I mean, it's cheesy when you think about it, but then again, it's not too cheesy where it's like, Oh God! You know what I mean? It's like it, it, it's it's interesting, cheesy. It's it's interesting know? because it makes uh, you know it makes the fans think about what they're doing here. And let me put on my uh, let me put on my show booker cap here real quick and 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 just talk about where I think they're going to lead. I I think they're going to lead. Unfortunately, because I don't think it should go this way. But the way WWE works, um, I think they might go with this route. And and this might be a really big big storyline ending up concluding with somehow. You know, Kane took out his brother, and I, I think that's where they're going to go with it. I hope they don't because it's a really good. I, I think there's going to be a lot more good promos and good spots along the way with him interviewing. This reminds me a lot of the uh, Stone Cold uh, getting run over, uh, you know, storyline of of ten ten years ago. Was it now? <laughs> so <laughs> I think it's gonna. I, I think it's gonna have a good run. I I, I don't think it's gonna go. I don't think it's going to go the way we want it to. I think they're going to go with the way. I don't know. Do you want it to go that way? Do you want Kane to be revealed to be the the guy who took out Taker? No, I don't think that's what. I don't. Well, you know, that'd be like a swerve that's like too obvious of a swerve. Right. Um. I I think it's going to be something more than that. Uh, they said that Undertaker's going to come back around SummerSlam. Yeah. Um. The whole idea, of, like, I know it's getting thrown out there now. After Monday, they're saying, "Oh, well, maybe the NXT rookies had something yeah, to do with yeah. it." Yeah. You know, it's like, I don't think that the NXT rookie angle is going to be going on all the way to SummerSlam, uh, especially no, think, for an ending yeah. of them getting, you know, that on, uh, you know, doing that to Undertaker. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know where they're going with it. And you know what? Sometimes I don't like to know where they're going with things. I like to be surprised. I like to be surprised. Um, because a lot of times I think when you expect something, you can kind of, especially in sports entertainment or wrestling, mm. Yeah. By expecting things, you kind of ruin it because then you're hoping for something and then you get let down because it doesn't happen. Yeah. So I yeah. kind of, a lot of times, I, I enjoy it. I accept what they write and what they put on TV. And I, I don't even think about it, to be honest with you, sometimes. You know, I don't, I don't want to because uh, the way I think and the way I would write an angle or a storyline is ne never how they end up, you know. And yeah. then I'll find myself let down. Yeah. That's so, a good point. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm at the point now where it's like, this is cool. It's interesting. It's a way to keep interest on the Undertaker without him actually being on the show. It's like, it's awesome because he doesn't have to be there, but yet he's there. You know, he's the talk of the arena. Oh, what's Undertaker? Yeah. What's going on with Undertaker? <laughs> so they're they're so smart at keeping somebody who's sitting at home with an injury still in the mix. You know, same thing like we were talking about last week with Randy Orton. You know, exactly. Um, WWE Which does not waste their time. You know, with talents when they're sitting at home, if they're important. No, they find a way to get him on the air, which is good. Uh, let's talk about Randy Orton and, and the way he was uh, portrayed on TV this week. They they brought him out in a sling. 
Um, I don't know. Is that it, it, what do you think? You think that's the best way to portray one of your main guys going into a pay per view? You know, the guys. The, I think the Orton fans out there who who are gonna order the pay per view might not now because they think that 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 Orton's not gonna have any offense. And and is he gonna have well, any offense? I, 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 I don't think. Curious. I don't think people. I don't think people make decision whether they're going to order a pay-per-view or not based on whether Red New Orton is involved. Um, well, there's some people out there, I'm sure. I mean... No, I don't think one guy does it, you know? I mean, I, I think that if you're going to order the pay-per-view, you're going to order it, you know? It's like, uh, for me, what gets me to order a pay-per-view is, one, if there's going to be a lot of people at my house to chip in <laughs> <laughs> and bring a lot of food and beer. <laughs> or, uh, two, if, like, the, the, the match lineup, you know, like, I've always liked... Uh, you know, tables, ladders, and chairs. I've always liked the Hell in the Cells. I've always liked uh, WrestleMania is the one that you got to get every year. It's like the must-have. You so know, you're saying, so you're saying Fatal Four Way doesn't do it for you? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> I'm not into the four ways. You know, it's like it's <laughs> just never. I mean, too many people. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's just never. It never intrigued me. Never really like. Oh, it's just like another match on Monday Night Raw. You know. Yeah. Which I know they do go a little longer. They'll probably have a 45 minute match, and there'll probably be some good spots. Um, but as far as like meaning event. You know, a pay per view to get me to buy it? No, it's not going to happen. It's it's interesting the way w, just going off top. It's interesting the way WWE has uh, progressed their pricing structures and the way they present pay per views to the fans over the years. Um, I, I don't know. It's it's kind of funny how they go back and forth on things because I think originally this year they said they were eliminating what Survivor Series, and then just this week they said they're uh, they announced the back. day for Survivor Series. So yeah, they're going to bring back Survivor Series already. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, and it hasn't well, even gone away yet. You know, that that just means that they're probably going to do something with that whole NXT invasion, you know? Why, you think it'll go that long? Well, I mean, if they're going to be their own faction or their own little group... Yeah, and so which I don't know. Are we jumping to that right now? Yeah, I mean, let's let's talk about that. I mean, we we've, okay. we've covered everything. It, let's talk about NXT. Oh, let's here, the here, table. Let me yeah, let me break down the NXT. Invasion. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. When they came out and they did that, I was like, okay, this is awesome. This is uh, this is cool because it's not what anyone expected. I knew they were going to do something with the guys. I didn't think they were going to do that, which is really cool because uh, um, I think it's really cool to bring them in as now they're basically all heels. And people yeah. don't like them anyway because they're rookies. So yeah. it's like a double. So it's like now they win because you didn't like them before because they're rookies. Now you don't like them because they're they're trying to take over and they're fucking up every. Oh, pardon my language. No, but this okay. is a you stream, so I can get away with that, right? You can you can get away with it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry, man. I was in the heat of moment. You know. No, it's okay. We'll wet it out for the podcast. God <laughs> darn. <laughs> Anyways, so the thing is, uh, it's it shocked. It, it goes back to the old shock TV thing. People say like the Attitude Era where it's just like, whoa, you know, you weren't expecting that. Or even like the old NWO angles where they come out and destroy everything. Yeah. The best part about it was WWE capturing the moment of all the faces of the fans who bought into it and had their hands on their face like, oh, my God. And then the lady that's crying. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I'm they're sorry. emphasizing that in the crowd. It's like, dude, you went out there. You sold it. And you yeah. made 18,000 people yeah. believe that this is real. Yeah. This is yeah. really happening. You know, yeah, you have, I can't believe they destroyed the stage. I can't believe awesome. they hit Justin Roberts. Let me let yeah. me mark out for a second and say I, I was I was I was going crazy on my couch watching it. I totally marked out everywhere. I was just like, oh yeah. my god, this is amazing. You know what I mean? They did an excellent <laughs> job of destroying the stage and the ring, yeah. that stuff. <laughs> It was mayhem. It actually kind of reminded me of some the, of the old ECW shows from back the day. They took the ropes down. That, was, that in itself was just awesome. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, it reminded me of the old ECW shows, like, way back in the old school ECW in the 90s. Yeah. Um, it was really cool. 
And, you know, people are saying, well, who's behind the angle is Michael Cole because he ran away and he wasn't involved. Yeah. Eh, I don't want it to be Michael Cole. Maybe. I have uh, a theory behind it. And my theory is that I think that Jim Ross is going to be the mastermind behind it. I would, you know, I would love nothing more than that. I've heard that too. The, um, the guy's been off TV for so long. He's loved by so many people. The one thing that they've never been able to do is make Jim Ross a heel. And uh, they, they tried, tried before with Dr. Steph, or Dr. Death, Steve Williams, yeah. and <laughs> it never worked out. But this is the best way to make him come out and make people hate him. But the, although I think that if the, the idea this behind is very it, inter- it's it, very interesting, you know, yeah. Yeah, because you know what's going to happen? The, the, if, if the fans find out that Jim Ross is yeah, behind it, Jim Ross is so loved, th- yeah. they're going to start, they're going to like it. This is this is either going to be one of the best things they've ever done, or it's, I don't know, it might, it, it's, I don't want it to be like, remember when uh, McMahon supposedly bought, you know, WCW and then the ECW invasion and, and they had all that big thing going on where they were they portraying it as three separate companies and they were having a real war on TV. I don't want it to become that where the fans become split that way but I, I do like it that they're swerving all over the place and you're right if this becomes jim ross coming out and he cuts an amazing promo saying mm-hmm. how the wwe's mistreated him and all that stuff i mean that, exactly. that's going to be one of the greatest moments right in they WWE mistreated history. him like they mistreated all the rookies you know it, it goes back to daniel bryan when he was beating up michael cole and goes you're a poor man's excuse of that, jr this yeah. and that so you know it could be jr taking over these guys and his new position in wwe is you know that he 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 takes care of those guys or something like that. I don't know where they could go with it. All I know is that the outcome of Jim Ross being the guy behind it, and then where you can even have like the old days where you know the NWO announcers would announce the NWO's match. So like when the NXT yeah. rookies come out and the wrestle, then Jim Ross would announce it, you know, or take over Michael Cole and create this huge feud, and then it would make Lawler like you know Lawler was best friends with Jim Ross for so long and then make our Jerry Lawler like basically like befriend Jim Ross. I mean, there, there's so much you can do with it. And I just really hope that WWE does take that approach. Cause I think that's going to be the most interesting and coolest way to, to, to take it. Although yeah. they, they never cease to amaze me and they never really let me down. I mean, uh, they always figure out something. And like I always say in wrestling, everything happens for a reason every single week, you know, and, uh, something it, always it, it's something. got a lot of buzz. I remember when, uh, WWE universe on Facebook, they posted a uh, comment about what did you think about the NXT, you know, rookies coming in and blah, blah, blah. Within minutes, there was over a yeah. thousand comments <laughs> on, on their page r- regarding it. And and reading some of the comments, it was so absurd. People said, I can't believe WWE would do such a thing, a PG show. They're showing young kids to be poor sports that if they lose, that they should come out and be that way and yeah these marks out there are really buying into it and that's like that's great that's what vince wants you know the the whole going back to eric bischoff controversy creates cash it's it's a great storyline because it's making people who know it's fake who know that it's tv and it's scripted but they're so drawn into it that they forget for a second that it is scripted and it is you know you know on tv it's just it's it's one of the best things they've done in a long time and i I think that they're I really do think that they're headed in the right direction. They had a, they went two years where they were like, oh, you know, this is bland. This is the same old shit every week. And I think <laughs> with all the new stars that they're bringing up and the, and the pushes of the younger guys, and you're not seeing Triple H on TV, you know, Batista's gone. There's all this room for advancement now. I think they have a superior product to TNA right now, and and, and especially storyline wise. Uh, and uh, it, yeah, I think the ratings are going to go up. I think. Uh, WWE is going to go to the next level. You know, they had their 
They're, uh, you know, they're big in the 80s and early 90s, and then they went through that stupid Doink the Clown phase, <laughs> and then they went through Attitude the Monday Night era. Raw when yeah. it debuted, and then the Attitude Era, and then all that Monday Night Wars crap, and then they went downhill again. Now I think they're starting to climb back up. Yeah, maybe, maybe they can find that, that golden, you know, in between... Uh, the R rating and the PG rating. Maybe we, they can give us a PG-13 rating, which would be nice, which you could still get, like you were saying, all that controversy in there. Right. Be a little risque, but still cater to the younger crowd when they have to. You know what I mean? That would, or that would or be what you do is you, you make the first hour PG, you do the second hour PG-13, because uh, the, the problem with the PG-13, the whole reason why they went PG in the first place and don't allow blood anymore and don't allow chair shots to face is because being a public company and having, uh, you know, being on the, they have to answer to shareholders. You know, they have shareholder yeah. meetings all the time. They yeah. can't put a product on TV that is like making people, uh, you know, get bad press. You can't, you can't have bad press, uh, you know, out there, especially when you're a public company. All, and also, you know, you have a lot of sponsors that uh, will not, you know, advertise on your show if you're a PG-13 or higher rated show. So, PG rating is safe because you know everybody can advertise on your show. Exactly. As far as, and the, as far as the companies, you know. The whole thing with the Linda McMahon running for the Senate, too, probably plays into it somehow. They don't they don't want anything exactly. going on but, while she's pushing but, for her campaign. So. But when it's all said and done, it's a TV show. You know, it, it's a scripted yeah. show. And for people to be upset that that happened, I mean, it's like, are you upset? Oh. You know, some people in 24. You know what I mean? It's like, come on. You know, Grey's Anatomy, they're not really doing surgery on those people. You know? It, it, it's a television show, yeah. and the people who take it to the limit where they're like, they can't believe what they're doing, need to stop watching professional wrestling because <laughs> that's exactly what it is. Yeah, there, there's a lot of interesting characters out there. Uh, we won't talk about that now. I mean, but the most entertaining thing on Monday Night Raw was not the invasion. I think it was Santino and Vladimir Kozlov having their little <laughs> dance off. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. I had a, I had yeah. my roommate watching who doesn't watch wrestling. It was awesome. Yeah. He was crying laughing. He thought it was so <laughs> funny. And he actually enjoyed Monday Night Raw. I made him watch it with me. You know? Well, you know the thing that's funny about those two? It's a bit... I've seen it run across a rumor wire where WWE is creating a actual sitcom where they're trying to you know pitch it to a couple TV stations right. where they're going to have you know Santino... Uh, and his roommate, caused, or I'm sorry, Santino, and his girlfriend, Beth Phoenix, living across the street from his uh, neighbor, Kozlov, and it's supposed to be some sort of wacky sitcom. Yeah. Which I, which I heard I, they were going to, you know, do a pilot on WWE.com. Right. Um, another thing is, you know, Vince forever has been trying to own his own channel, like uh, Ted Turner. Happen. That's been one of his it's dreams. It's going to happen. Yeah. He has over 100,000 hours of material to put on that show, yeah, and I think happen. it's coming. The wrestling channel is you know, definitely in the works. It, it it will be um, maybe next year or the year after. It depends on the contracts. But I mean, getting, look at go through your Directv and look at some of the stupid channels that are out there. I, yeah, you know, why uh, wouldn't there be a pro wrestling channel? You know, exactly where they could I create mean, their you own have the tennis channel. Have yeah. You have the golf channel. I mean, there is so many. <laughs> well, I mean, golf channel is probably big, but I mean, come on. I mean, they even have the spelling bee channel. The you spelling know? bee channel. Yeah. I don't know, we won't talk about how uh, cable is oversaturated. <laughs> That's another discussion. But yeah, uh, without a doubt, NXT Invasion uh, w was one of the greatest things we've seen in a long time. And I look forward to seeing the storyline progression. You know, it's one of those things, uh, just trying to close it off real quick. Uh, it's one of those things where, in a long time, I haven't felt this way about wrestling. It's been like, yeah, I'm going to DVR it. I'm going to come home and watch it. It's my daily, fi I'm daily, uh, sorry, weekly fix of wrestling. 
But now mm-hmm. it's to that point where I actually look forward to Monday night. I can't wait till Monday night to see how they're going to progress this. I can't wait till Friday night SmackDown to see if uh, the NXT guys are going to show up there or do anything. It's one of those things where I'm actually looking forward to WWE television. I won't say wrestling, WWE television, because uh, TNA doesn't even count anymore. I, I've completely written them off. I don't even pay attention to them. They have some sort of pay-per-view coming up this Sunday. I don't even look at them. Uh, but it, yeah, it's it, terrible. Yeah, it's 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 horrible. And I tried watching. I, well, you... before we even go to that crap Impact yeah. show, uh, uh, real quick, the A Team also was the guest host on uh, Monday Night Raw. Did a couple yeah. of cheesy skits and stuff. Yeah. But uh, I, I thought it was really cool with Rampage getting in there, and uh, you know, he sold the uh, his little pickup. What is it? Was he doing a pickup powerbomb type deal? Almost yeah. like a Luthez press type deal. But uh, you know. Rampage afterwards on Twitter was talking about how much fun he had and how many people he met and how great it was, blah, blah, blah. And he goes, I want in. I really see Rampage coming in WWE. I mean, there's a guy who's world known, especially in Japan because of pride. And his career in MMA is pretty much, you know, might be done. He's 31 years old. He's got the look. He can talk. He's got an image. He's got his own character persona. He can make so much more money in wrestling. Oh, way more money in wrestling I with mean, a lot less down, downside. You know, you figure his last match against Rashad Evans, he got paid two hundred fifty thousand dollars or something stupid like that. You got to be kidding me! You know? The marketing wow. behind uh, WWE, as far as T-shirts, you know, figures, video games, and stuff, he, uh, he would make so much more money. I mean, John Cena is making twenty million dollars a year, and he's doing movies and wrestling. Then Rampage could come in and do wrestling and do movies as well, and, and make you know probably close to that as well you know and they need that strong you know they've always been looking for that african-american wrestler to come in and you know like they're like they're trying to do with r-truth or uh kofi kingston and stuff i think rampage would be like a a really good guy to bring in there or they were trying to do with mvp yeah you could go down the list and see what they what what they've been trying to push but yeah I, i think rampage jackson would be a great addition to WWE. Oh yeah. The, the problem, the problem I had with his uh, his his appearance on Monday Night Raw was that they, I, I know they wanted to do the whole A Team thing and everything, but I just don't like how they didn't let him be himself at some point. Uh, they didn't. They never. They never mentioned his name, or they did once, and then well, he he kind of blew it off. And then they never let, mentioned his his UFC fighting. So I, I think that kind of yeah, I don't because know if he, you know, because he's not there for UFC. He's not yeah. there to promote UFC. He's there to promote the A Team. You know, they're not going to give Dana White in the UFC. Uh, you know, a free plug, you know? When, even, though, when, even though Vince McMahon and Dana White both say they're separate products and they're not competing with each other, right? Right, right. But you know what's funny? <laughs> it's whenever there's WWE guys at a UFC event, who does Dana White put the camera on? Yeah. Stone Cold Stone Steve Cold, Austin. Stone Cold Steve Austin's here. Yeah. The Undertaker's here. Yeah. You know? Kurt Angle's here, yeah. here. You know, like, you want to show everybody that's there that's a WWE guy, you know? It's amazing. But I, I, I really think the best interest for Rampage would be just... You know, get out of MMA crap and get in the WWE, which actually uh, he was looking into, and I read an article about it. I think it was like in 2000, he was going to, um, not 2000, it was 99. He was uh, trying to get into the power plant for WCW, and he wanted to be mm. a pro wrestler. But then uh, MMA really took off after that, and then he stuck with it. 2000, oh, so right at the beginning of his career. Around there, yeah, like he was yeah. trying to get into WCW or something like that, and then uh, it never worked out because MMA kind of took off with pride out in there in uh, Japan, so... Yeah, um, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it's a lot. It's a weird transition for some. I know Ken Shamrock, you know, had some good things to say about it. He he really. And Ben Severn did it too. Yeah. Tank Abbott did it. And uh, there's a dude in what is it, isn't it? Well, Bobby Lashley, but he he went kind of two MA after. But there's a guy in uh, I think TNA right now who who did it, and then now he's in TNA. 
I don't know. I don't follow that show. You want to talk I, about I, that? I, I, I'm just really excited for Rampage. Hopefully he makes the right move, and I wish I could speak to him and convince him. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get him on the phone, and we'll, we'll call yeah. him up next week. This is Rampage. This is don't see my movie, the B team. I mean, the A team. <laughs> the A team. <laughs> oh man, uh, do you want to talk about TNA or no? We could just skip it. Nah, I don't care. it sucks. I mean, yeah, it does suck. I wish there were some TNA marks right now listening to the show and try to like support it and try to give me <laughs> one good reason of why that show is cool. They all I, live the in Florida. only thing I found entertaining on that stupid show last night was Jay Lethal coming out and doing his Ric Flair. You know, I did see that. That was funny. It, and it's so it's so bad that you know your your own talent can't even create its own, you no. know, gimmicks or personas. They have to steal someone else's, you know, yeah. because it's not entertaining, you it's know. Not. I mean, come on, seriously, think of what what else was entertaining on that show last night. I I, I don't know. I kind of fast forwarded through the whole thing. Nothing really stood out to me. I don't know. Only dude, <laughs> it is terrible. It is terrible. I, yeah. I can't wait till the ratings come out. I mean, what's the, uh, well, what are they, what are they pulling now? Uh, 0.07 or something? Yeah, 0. 0.6. 0.86. Yeah, so terrible. NXT beats it in the ratings and oh, of course, uh, Superstars meet, beat them in the ratings too? Yeah, Superstars too. <laughs> and you know what? Which the is, of you know, the TNA Impact yeah. rating is probably going to be really low because it went up against the NBA playoffs last night. Yeah, you know? It's a lose-lose situation. What's the over-under? I think we should have a poll. What's the over-under on uh, how fast... Spike cuts TNA, even though TNA is claiming they're their highest-rated show, which I, yeah. I I can't fathom. That I think being true in any way. Brawlers gets more viewers than TNA. Yeah, I can't fathom. I can't. I, that's got to be a load of crap. They got to be high, drunk, and uh, loaded up on something to to think that they're the highest-rated show on Spike TV. I think. Uh, oh. uh, what was that? What's that show? Uh, Don't get eliminated. Uh, what's that show that they? Tape in Japan and then translate into English. That's hilarious. With the Asian people like getting. You know, falling off things and stuff like that. Uh, uh, well, over there it's called MX, uh, endurance. Oh. But over here it's—I forget what they call it. But yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, that, I think, that, uh, I think the that Ultimate Fighter. The Ultimate Fighter gets more viewers than TNA Impact. Exactly. Uh, there's that show's going to be gone in six months to a year. I'd say. Uh, I don't think so because TNA doesn't really have anything in that time slot anyway, and it's a it, and it's part of original programming, which means no. I just mean have, I just mean bankrupt. When was TNA going under? They they can't. Oh be yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean uh, yeah, they, they've got to be well. They're already cutting the costs. They're not doing the live shows anymore. They're saving money there. They're not having to travel like that. They're able to do. They're back to their you know three tapings a month and one pay per view, whatever it is. So they save a lot of money doing that. But yeah. uh, they had like seventy talents under contract, and they got to get it get it to fifty. But they have, you know, and, and they have it, high. It, 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 at least yeah, all these high WWE price guys, contracts. This isn't you know, just guys. Oh, I'm out of a job. I'm gonna go straight to TNA. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and it's not it's not to the point where it's just guys that are coming out of WWE that are the mid card to lower card guys. I mean, they got top talent over there that they're paying that they're not doing anything with. I, Nothing, zero. <laughs> but you know, and then they're taking advantage of a lot of them. Like uh, you know, like Roxy, she gets like four hundred dollars a show. She gets paid by appearance. You know what I mean? So wow. she's not under like contract like a con like a regular contract. So they do say uh, save money there. Um, but as far as uh, the production of it, it's just cheesy, man. It reminds me of the old WCW Saturday Night, you know, and, and it's just terrible writing. And you got Bischoff. I, I and get it. I just don't. Know, I don't get it. You got Bischoff and the Show Killer writing writing the show. So that's. I was watching AJ Styles, man. He was so much better when he just kept his mouth shut. You know, it, <laughs> what a great wrestler! But this guy cannot, cannot cut a promo on the stick. He sucks. He's is it bad terrible. that 
Is it bad that I have more fun watching uh, uh, Michelle McCool do his move than he does? <laughs> no, that's pretty good. And I like clash, Michelle McCool. Yeah. I, I don't know. She's kind of weird looking, and she's got a really bad boob job. Yeah. But um, I, I think it's funny when they do the lay cool thing. Uh, as much as I really don't like them. What do you, what do you think? Let's, let's, I know this is kind of off topic. Let's go back to the new NXT class here. And they have lay cool mentoring uh, one of the best wrestlers, Caval? I think, out there. Yeah. Uh, Caval, yeah. Or Loki, yeah. as as the independent wrestling scene knows him. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. funny, man. I, I've always liked Loki. You know, and, uh, they have I'm carrying his belt. <laughs> Their belts. <laughs> it's funny, man. Because he, you know what? What what people don't know about Caval, man, is he can actually cut a promo, and he gives great facial expressions too. So, like, if you if you go back and watch that show when when they put the belt on him, watch his facial expression. It was so funny, like like mm, you know, and he's got that <laughs> yeah. real deep voice for a little body. Yeah. Uh, so he's really cool. I hate the freaking stupid name for uh, Mr. Perfect's kid. Yeah, Joe Henning's uh, kid. What is it, McGillicuddy? Michael McGillicuddy? And they, and they just uh, like the damn dad, dude. I'm telling you. Like, when I see him at ringside, when I saw him at ringside, I was like, I thought I was seeing Mr. Perfect. Without the, it's, the, it's only a matter of time before he starts spitting the gum and hitting it into the crowd. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Yeah. And then the other kid, uh, Wyndham, Wyndham oh, Rotunda. Carlos Clinton gave, just hit a uh, home run for the White Sox. It's now 7-2 to in the top of the eighth inning. No out. Breaking news. You gotta love day games, man. I love day, day games. games. We need to have a home run dinger or something when somebody hits one out. <laughs> I don't he know. just hit it to Waylon Avenue. <laughs> Waylon Avenue. Uh, what, was it? what was I saying? Oh, uh, they gave, uh, they gave uh, IRS's son a, a hokey name, too. They called him Husky Harris. <laughs> well, that's pretty funny because he does look like a husky. You know, he looks like his dad he, too. If you if you shaved him, I think he'd look exactly like his dad. It's funny, dude. He looks funny. Hey, you know, he looks really funny, and he's got this funny face of like, like a sloppy kid that doesn't shower. You know, and yet, just, and yet he can move in the ring. I got even, dude. He had that what, backsplash. That was pretty sick. That was good. You know the big tall Gump guy. Oh, uh, Eli Cottonwood. Yeah. You know who he looks like? He looks like no. Russell Brand. <laughs> if you look uh, at him in the face, he looks like Russell Brand. Brand. He's the yeah. weirdest shaped guy I've seen, dude. He's uh, like he's not done growing or something like that. Yeah, like, yeah. He doesn't have any muscular definition or anything. Yeah, it's kind of weird. He's like really tall with like this, like I don't know if it's his torso is too small for his body, but he, <laughs> or, or it's his uh, ring attire. But man, he just looks funny, man. Yeah, not good. Um, and then what do you think at the very end there, the, uh, the retribution, I guess, the, the pros uh, take out the rookies to send a message to the current NXT uh, I it, crew? I see where they're going with it, but it was lame. You know, yeah. it's like, Trying okay, to recreate they're, in the they're standing on two sides of the ring. You know what's going to happen. It's yeah. like, <laughs> all that does is make the NXT Season 1 rookies look better because the beatdown sucked. It was only for like a minute, and then they went off air. And it was nowhere near as good as the NXT beatdown on... Cena and all the other guys. So, if you're gonna beat them down, do it like differently. Like the way they did it was just like, oh, and you know, oh, we're gonna beat you down, and, and now you're gonna be by my side. Like I'm jumping you in. It's eh, right. Yeah, it's stupid. gonna be awkward next week where they have to come back and be like, all right, now I'm gonna mentor you. <laughs> right. Yeah. No. Just, it, it just, I thought that was a weak approach to Weird. what they were trying to go for. You know. Uh, before we get, before we move on, uh, your early picks for the new NXT class uh, breakout rookie. Since since we the fans get to vote, it's fifty percent our vote, fifty percent 
uh, Prosvo, which I, I don't know how real that is. It's probably as real as Cyber Sunday or this last week's uh, voting was, you know what I mean? So. Um, I'm trying to think who I think. Uh, I don't know, man. I like that. You, do you like the Riley kid, the the Mrs. guy? He's really cocky. I, he's a good talker. Oh, God. Like. That guy's annoying. <laughs> I like mean, it's funny and annoying, but it, at the same time, it's just like, whatever. You know? <laughs> yeah. And I don't know what's going on with that... Uh, that one, the black dude with the nerd glasses. Yeah, he he can move in the ring, but he's kind of got a weird Urkel thing going on. I don't know. Yeah, he's like nervous. He's like, I don't know if he's supposed to be like a gay character <laughs> think, or what. I don't know. But, you know, you know, if he gets over though, that WWE's going to be selling those glasses like hotcakes on their website. Yeah. <laughs> I think I, I think if if the show is legit and it's up to us, hopefully Caval wins. Yeah. Um. You know, but they're all going to be there. Obviously, you know they're all they're all under contract with WWE as developmental talent. You know, they're all in FCW, so they're all going to be there somehow. So you say, Caval? Um, I mean, yeah, it's a great concept a to bring them all up because before, yeah. when WWE was bringing up guys from FCW, they'd usually do it one or a couple at a time, and then people are kind of confused, like, "Okay, who are you? We don't know, have any background in you. We don't know anything about you." This kind of creates buzz about you, and it kind of tells you where you're coming from, and it, how they show the clips from FCW, so you can see that. You know that they they are workers and whatnot, and uh, yeah. I don't know. You know, we didn't even talk about real quick. I know we're going long on the wrestling talk, but we didn't even talk about how uh, uh, Vince McMahon's character came back uh, last week. We didn't get to talk about that last week. And then, uh, even though he said that character is essentially dead after WrestleMania, he came back and kind of gave a cryptic, um, you know, good luck. You're gonna need it kind of thing to Bret Hart. Do you think that plays into this NXT at all? You think Vince McMahon's behind the NXT invasion? Uh. Vince McMahon's behind everything, you know. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> well, in reality, he is yeah. <laughs> he yeah. So he uh. Simple. That whole thing about telling people he's not gonna be on TV, you knew he was gonna be on TV. Yeah. He, just, he, he doesn't want you knowing <laughs> he's gonna be him. on TV. And Vince was great for TV. People love it when he comes out. I mean, they when he talks, people listen. So, uh, yeah. I, I, it doesn't make. I don't know, man. The whole NXT thing. The the best way, I, like I said before, Jim Ross would be the best outcome for that. I just don't see anyone he else. Um, yeah. it's, it might, it'll probably be Michael Cole, though, I, I'd have to say. Yeah, it probably will. You, like, they said that Michael Cole would be kind of like how Eric is, Bischoff did with the NWO. Which is because I really got behind Daniel Bryan. And so that's, that's so weird that they would build him up and have him have this nice, great feud with Michael Cole, and then all of a sudden they're in cahoots together. I, I, I don't know. So well, you know what? It, and uh, Daniel Bryan, man, he, he's a better heel than he is a face. So. Oh, he's good. Yeah. You it's know. weird though. It, it, people like you and me who know wrestling, I think, get behind the heels more. Like I, I like, I like the heel NXT guys. I think it's awesome, but mm. <laughs> we'll see what happens. I don't know. All right, moving on from wrestling talk, uh, we kind of went long there. Uh, we're approaching an hour, so we're kind of hit these last couple things real quick and hard. Um, I don't know if you saw K Tone. I, I kind of wrote in the notes here. It was, it was a big thing worldwide. It was on every website, obviously, and it's going to go on pre-order next week. Going to come out June twenty-fourth. Uh, iPhone 4, fourth, the fourth generation iPhone from Apple. Uh, it's here, and uh, they're, they're, they're rubbing it in your face and make sure you know about it. Uh, new design, you know, I don't know if it's aesthetically more pleasing than the original, but it's thinner, uh, more high-res keyboard, and uh, it goes on sale in a couple weeks. What do, you, what do you think about how Apple's doing this? I mean, is there, is there a big, I don't know, do you have well, any I think comments Apple on had, as a Apple consumer? Had, Apple had to do it because everyone else is uh, coming out with crazy stuff. It seems like every week something else better is coming yeah. out. You know, and uh, the best thing that 
hit the phone market, I think, for uh, iPhone was when the HTC phones came out, the droids, because uh, then it made iPhones say, oh, well, we have to get better now, you know, so um, I'll them. never get an iPhone, not into the iPhone thing. I'm not a Mac guy at all. Um, I got a <laughs> HTC MyTouch. I'm happy with it. I get a bunch of applications for free. I don't have to pay for them. I don't have to run iTunes, which I hate iTunes. Nice. You know, every By time way, I ever had iTunes in the past, it always froze up my computer or <laughs> gave me a virus. You know, so I don't know. I really don't care about the damn iPhone. This will be a good time to mention that you can find the Dave Frost experience in iTunes. So thank you for that. <laughs> well, yeah, well, it's also free. Well, yeah, exactly. Well, um, you know what you should do? You should might as well put a price on it and see if someone's dumb enough to pay for it. <laughs> Eliminate Look it up the for my PayPal account. <laughs> put a price on it. Um, well, my thoughts on the iPhone 4, you know, it's, uh, I am an original iPhone owner. I was one of those guys who stood in line for the original. So I still have my original. I haven't, I haven't transitioned yet. And that's in partly because I left AT&T for their Horde service. Uh, I got sick of every time I made a call, it would drop one minute in. Um, so there's no way I would ever go back to them. Um, I jailbroke it and put it on T-Mobile. T-Mobile is a great company. Um, so no, I won't be getting it, obviously. Uh, I think I think iPhone, I think Apple for the first time in a long time is playing catch up. You know, like you said, they they see the, uh, like for instance, the HTC Evil 4G that just came out. And they mm -hmm. see that it's the first 4G phone and it's sold out in one day and uh, it's on back order because of its demand. And they see all the features that has. You know, it's running Android like your phone runs. Um, it, it's just got so many features that they're. Their current phone, I'll say current phone because iPhone 4 is not a, that their current phone can't do. Um, so they had to do some. You know, it's got a 5 megapixel camera, and it's higher res screen, like I was saying. It's actually going to do multitasking, which is something they never wanted to do, but I think they got forced into because all these other phones are doing it. Uh, long and short of it, I mean, they're going to do this every year. They're going to release a new phone. People are going to go buy it because it's Apple, and they're going to make a ton of money. Do I think it's the best phone out there? No, I don't. Um, I think now can you take the battery out yet or no? No, still no no removable battery. No, mm -hmm. no, no removable battery, and uh, it's still on AT and T's network. I think which is going to be their biggest thing until they can go. You know, there's been rumblings of a Verizon one. I mean, until they can branch out, they're kind of handcuffing their customers into into staying with AT and T, which I think is a bad experience for them. So yeah, I'm seeing I'm seeing less and less iPhones. I think when uh, people who got the iPhone. Once our little two-year agreements are done, people are upgrading and getting other things, you know. And uh, uh, I don't know. Just yeah. uh, I love my MyTouch. The HT, you know, the HTC uh, software is awesome. It's easy to use. Uh, it's fan friendly. There's tons of free apps, tons of free games. Um, I won't even be buying a new phone anytime soon. It does the job, you know. Yep. And uh, well, I'll just give you a little a little update. I think you're you're hold on. There you go. Your phones are actually getting the Android 2.2 Froyo, quote unquote, update. So you're going to be getting a, a lot more new features on your phone coming up here. And I think in a month they're going to release that. So that's nice for you. <laughs> Woohoo! Woohoo, yeah. All right, uh, just real what quick. I, just what I need. More <laughs> things on my need. phone. <laughs> Um, the the biggest you know uh, video game conference of the year is coming up E3. It's where they reveal all the new video games um, that are coming up in the fall. Um, one of the, some of the bigger things coming out of Rock Band 3, they're gonna have a keyboard or a keytar, I guess, 
it's going to be a keyboard slash guitar. And then uh, something interesting they revealed, they're going to have a real quote-unquote guitar where it's going to have actual strings and the frets are going to be buttons. So you're going to have a total of 101 button combinations. That's kind of an interesting concept. And uh, of course, Xbox uh, motion-based uh, system Project Natal is coming out. And... Uh, a bunch of other stuff. So is there anything in there you want to talk about? Uh, you kind of surprised in this? You think you're going to be getting any one of these things? or What do you think? I don't know. Uh, video games are getting crazy, man. It's, it's, it's hard to keep up. You know, it's, <laughs> and, uh, it's a very expensive hobby. It is. You know, yeah, and especially, it's yeah. just like phones, man. You know, they, they come out with all this crazy stuff. And, um, you know, the video game market is huge. I mean, I think it's bigger than the movie industry. Yeah. You know, so... Uh, E3 is always cool. I went to that one one year in San Diego. Did you really? And uh, yeah, I had a lot of fun there. And um, as far as games and stuff like that, I think it's really cool for the guitar thing. And, and interactive stuff is always like uh, been really cool to me. You know, not just having a controller and hitting a couple buttons, but things where it's actually not just button control, but you have to have some kind of motor skills in your <laughs> mind to be able to control things as well. Yeah. Whereas uh, the rock band is basically taken over. I mean, you know, you got your like electronic drum set, you got your guitars, a bass, got a microphone. There's all kinds of things. I mean, it keeps it yeah. fun. It keeps it interesting. It's great for parties. Um, yeah, I think you know. it's gonna be interesting to see how this real guitar plays into the world into the world of gaming. It's, it's yeah, a, it's a crazy I, looking thing. I don't know. That's the uh, rock band three, right? Yeah, that's rock band three, I guess. And then uh, Project Natal, I mean, that's, that's what looks the coolest to me, you know. They, they previewed it last year, and it's supposed to show it off this year, their, their production model that's coming out later. Um, you know, all motion-based, no, no controller, nothing like that. It's going to be all you. Um, and it's really wild. I think it's the future of gaming. I don't think it's going to, you know, be as impactful this year. I think a couple years down the line when they improve it and then tweak it, it'll be the the future of gaming but it, it's exciting to see stuff like this you know coming from uh back in the day my first game was a you know a frogger <laughs> on an atari uh, seeing this happen is is just amazing and i think that's what gets me the most excited about games it's it's, it's fun to see so uh without further ado here do you have anything else you want to cover k-tone uh, we're probably going to hit it here and wrap up um, let's see here. Well, we got a big weekend. Uh, tomorrow morning, we have a United States taking on England in the World Cup. And uh, to all you Americans out there, you better watch the game. Support Team USA, even if you don't like soccer. Just have it on in the background or something to make it seem like you're watching it. And, uh, you know, everyone's picking <laughs> England, but do not be surprised if uh, USA pulls an upset. Or at least uh, maybe like Mexico, you know, ends in a tie game. 1-1 one, one tie. Zero zero time. I'm actually taking two two. <laughs> zero zero. Two, two. I want no goals. No goals. It's like, <laughs> hey, can you imagine those people who were watching that Mexico game? It's like, okay, the game ended in a uh, one one tie, so we just wasted in two hours of our life. <laughs> we got up at six thirty in the morning <laughs> to watch this. I was up at six thirty in the morning, but it, it wasn't to uh, watch Mexico nope. play soccer. No, I did something equivalent of watching Mexico play soccer. Yeah, I oh. went uh, number two. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> Took a crap, just like they did all over the TV yeah. audience. Yeah. And with that, I think... Uh, where's the laugh track at, buddy? Uh, do I have You ain't got that queued up? I mean, what kind of show no. are you trying to put on here? This is like a TNA <laughs> Impact episode. <laughs> There's a lot of things we got to work out. There'll uh, be a lot of upcoming features in the Dave Frost experience. We're going to yeah, have all these listeners, you know, you got you to gotta be I good, know. man. 
Yeah, uh, we got, we got what, more, uh, more, more, more uh, guests coming on in the next couple weeks. We're going to try to introduce a few new segments and get some interaction going. Maybe some polls, maybe some trivia. Uh, we'll, we'll play yeah, it by you. get some nerds. Yeah, get some, wrestling get some nerds best. calling in, or we need to get them uh, on the chat rooms saying calling us names so you can piss me off. <laughs> you can go on one of your rants. <laughs> yeah, you know I haven't cut a promo on someone in a long time, so there you go. Well, maybe uh, we'll get a maybe we'll get a mark to come on and you can, you can just yeah, go off on him. Go find some nerdy wrestling fans on a nerdy website and tell them to listen in. We'll get on that. All right. Well, uh, like Katon said, watch the World Cup coming up, USA versus England tomorrow, and then uh, NBA Finals is on Sunday, Game Five. It's a must-win for the Lake Show. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they got to win in Boston. Otherwise, I don't know. They, they've shown that here. they could beat you in L.A. Yep, it's true. You know, it's like uh, Lakers beat you in Boston. But if uh, you know, going three-two, going back to L.A. for two games, oof, that game six is going to be something else. It's going to be physical. Hopefully, the refs uh, don't don't dictate the pace of the game anymore. I'd rather them just step aside and let let the boys play. You know, so yep. hopefully we get to see a good we good battle. All right, well, for K-Tone TV, this is Dave Frost saying thanks for listening. And, of course, you can find this podcast at The Dave Frost Experience. You can find that on iTunes. Search in, the, uh, search in your bar there on iTunes. Or the Ustream channel has all of our podcasts from here on out will be archived with the uh, exciting stereoscopic 3D video that we're broadcasting in right now. And you can only view that video, of course, if, if you have a special monitor. So just so you know. All right, this was uh, Dave Frost, and that's K-Tone. Yo, yo.